Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join on the Goodyear hotline. All right, so the Packers were without Aaron Rodgers yesterday versus the Chiefs. They managed to score a whopping seven points in a loss. That's a whole touchdown and a point after worth. Can Jordan Love be the answer for them long term? Here's what ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky said earlier on this show, on how the Packers should feel about that. I would feel pretty encouraged if I was the Green Bay Packers uh, by Jordan Love yesterday. So the the roughest part of the game for him was really the first two series. It had been a thousand days or something since he had played football in a competitive environment that actually mattered. And it's at Arrowhead. I don't know. We've You've been to Arrowhead. Oh, I mean, I it's a Arrowhead. brutal yeah. place to go yeah. play. So the first couple series are a little bit of a wash to me. I actually thought that he played really good football. Matt LaFleur, had, I think, had one goal. Get the game to the fourth quarter. Okay, don't lose the game, young kid. Get the game to the fourth quarter, see if we can make some plays. Green Bay loses that game not because of the play of Jordan Love. Green Bay loses that game because of missed opportunities. Two field goals that don't go in, one blocked, one missed, the muffed punt. Mm. So I feel relatively good if I'm Green Bay, specifically how the young man played on the road in the fourth quarter. Rob Domofsky, ESPN Packers reporter game night um, on what Jordan Love showed him in his debut. It's a great question about what he showed me, because if this is all that they have to go on before they have to make a decision about whether he's ready to be their quarterback next year, I don't know if it is. I don't know what you do. Um, You know, you got to give him a little bit of a a pass because it's his first time. Uh, He's playing a defense that blitzed like crazy. And Matt LaFleur told us after the game, that he didn't have a very good plan for the blitz. So a little bit of that is him trying to take the heat off of his, you know, first-time starter, but he's right. I mean, the the Chiefs blitz like crazy. They sent seven on more than one occasion, and, you know, that's just a recipe uh, for a young quarterback to struggle. So is Jordan Love the answer for the Packers long-term? And keep in mind, this Packers fan base saw Brett Favre replaced by Aaron Rodgers. Key, I, I look – I get it. You ain't going to do better than Favre and Rodgers and probably not even going to do as well as that because there haven't been that many players ever that good. But they like, can get Don Mikowski out of them, they'll be all right. Yeah, get, but, right. Get, get, <laughs> but get, like, get a solid NFL quarterback at least. Did you see anything that told you that could be Jordan Love from yesterday? I mean, he made a few plays, but it's just so small that you want to see more. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't make a determination on – his future based on a loss in seven points against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, you got to see some more. But I, I, okay, let me put it another way. Maybe he could be a competent quarterback, but usually you can tell if there's that spark. I think he could be a competent. I think he could be. Yeah. He, he can be an NFL starting quarterback. Okay, but I'm certainly not going from Aaron Rodgers to an yeah. NFL starting quarterback. Right. That's not what the goal. That's not what our goal was. Give me Matt Ryan at least. Give me give yeah. me some guy who's not just your average bear. Matt who's, Ryan's who's, an MVP. Yeah, right. To a right. Super Bowl. I mean, Mike White. 
If you can give me that, a mic, quite at least. If you can get that out of Jordan Love, then they hit pay there the third time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Matt Ryan went to the Super Bowl and uh, was an MVP. He right. essentially was doing the same things that Aaron Rodgers I'm trying to, the team to find, the Super Bowl. What I'm trying to come up with is a bucket below that that top bucket, like someone someone who's not Teddy Bridgewater or just a competent starter. Someone more than give that, you but Derek not elite. Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Can Jordan Love be Derek Carr? Not based on what I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. No. no. Then, then the Packers have to start asking themselves some hard questions. They got to just keep seeing him. I, and I don't know what they see in the classroom in that practice. So all I can do is go off the, the, what I saw in the game. And what I saw in the game, then no. Mm. I always feel like every time I watch or hear Jordan Love's name, you know, some people you feel like, do they even have a chance before it even gets started? Right? And I'm not saying that a lot of you, we talk about quarterbacks, and Max, you bring up this point all the time, people having leeway to get the reps, right? It's like when I first did TV, that was not good. Like, it takes a while to get the reps of understanding how TV works. Shut up, Kiara. See where you go? You're the worst. Well, uh, well some can still say. <laughs> like, so my thing is, the situation that you come into a lot of times people don't factor that into whether you can be successful or not, Max. And what I'm trying to say is from the time that he got selected with the Packers, it just felt like everything was against him. Like from a time, like what's happened with Aaron Rodgers, the setup, and I don't know. I just That it's has not, to carry some weight on you psychologically. It's not against him, Jay. What it is is he went in a position that he wasn't projected to go no. in, and they kind of reached on him. So when they reach on you, and you already got a quarterback that's an MVP, people are like, well, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. Like, you didn't reach on Like, Peyton it's your Manning. fault. Like, right. Peyton Manning wasn't sitting there, and you, you grabbed him. You grabbed somebody that everybody was like, well, he's a second-round pick type, and you went up to get and him. You so, it's a realistic expectation for what he actually is. Well, they put him in that position. That's and you point. also antagonized yes. the guy you already had exactly. by doing it. Now, I relate everything to the Yankees. That's why my brain, way my brain works. I'm going to tell you a little story, because it's similar to the Packers. Packers had... Favre for a million years, and then Rodgers, and now they're trying to come up with Jordan Love. Yankees went from Joe DiMaggio in center field to Mickey Mantle, and then toward the end of Mickey Mantle's career, they draft a guy, Bobby Mercer. Bobby Mercer turned out to be a five-time All-Star, real good player, real good five-time All-Star, and was considered by many like a disappointment because he was billed as the next Mickey Mantle. Mm -hmm. So Jordan Love, if he could be a five-time Pro Bowler, they did great. Can he be that? Can he? He doesn't have to be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, but can he? And it I haven't seems, seen. A, I haven't seen enough evidence to say that yet. Right. Me, I, I, it, but it also, if I had to guess right now, my guess is no. Based on everything I yeah. know so far, my guess is no. What's your guess right now? I so I said probably not. Prob- and what about you, Jay? I don't know. I don't know. Just give us an answer. I, that is my answer. I do not know. But if you had to guess, if you didn't have an I don't know option, if it was yes or no. He's trending towards, towards no. Yes. Right, trending towards no. But it's, you're right. It's far from saying he can't do it because yeah, mild know. surprises just, happen all the time. And I see it as what I've seen from yesterday is no. Yeah. Yeah, then the Packers find themselves in a position where if I'm the Packers right now. So it's almost like the question, what would you, who would you rather have, Sam Darnold well, or Justin Love? Or, Her, or, Justin or, Herbert. Or, well, no, or, or Jordan Love right now, you know? Yeah. Like, but Matt, something else yeah. we talked about coming into the week was if there was a, a, a great opportunity 
for you to showcase where you are in this whole thing. It's mm-hmm. against that Chiefs defense. Yeah, man. And, but now we're coming out on today talking about the Chiefs defense. Like, we know Spagnoli, they're going to send blitz. Like, why are we talking about their defense? Like, they're actually legit defense. They're not. A, they was, have been proven not to be. That was a winnable game, and the Packers are looking for the number one seed, which could determine who gets out of the NFC easily one by per conference, and they lose that game, and the Chiefs were no good, and Mahomes was no good. Patrick Mahomes was no good. I mean, now the defense got a little better, but how much of that is because the Packers you know, didn't know how to protect Jordan Love? It, defense got good because it was Packers and Jordan Love. So, <laughs> so you bring all the blitz in, you do everything, now you look great. What's the biggest? They wouldn't have did that against Aaron Rodgers, right? They would. Exactly. It seems to me they would have lost that game if Rodgers was playing. But Probably. it would have been a different game. Okay, let's look at the Chiefs side of this now. I still believe, because I'm an idiot, I still really? believe that every year the Chiefs will be there as long as they got Mahomes and Reed and Bieniemy yeah. and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. They'll I just be, believe they're going to be there somewhere, hovering around, causing problems. But what? Level, what level of concern do you have for them right now, Key? And what area? I what are really, you most concerned about? I, I, I'm concerned about their protection for the quarterback. I'm concerned about the quarterback. And I'm concerned about their defense. What happened to Mahomes? He forgot how to play football? No, this is just one of those years, I think. I think it's just one of those years. So every year, some, I mean, not every year, but every season, there's a quarterback what or a, a player year. that has some weird stuff happening, and then they still get to where – they supposed to. Think about at 42 years old, Brady plays Tennessee, gets bounced in the playoffs. He didn't look like Brady. No, he didn't. I thought he you was know? done. Well, of course you did. Yeah, of course and, I did. and so you look at that and you go, oh, Brady, yeah, man. It's, and then the dude comes back and, you know. But part of that is because Brady really had a putrid amount of, like he had no weapons on but offense. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It was him missing throws. It was I those sort of things. It wasn't about, it wasn't about, dropping balls or running the wrong routes. It was about how he looked. But timeout, Key, let's bring that back a little. I agree. I was saying that at time. People, he's missing people left, right, short, long. Yeah, but he can still throw it down the field. Yeah, because you can muscle it, but you won't have the same accuracy, all that stuff, right? You know, you jumped out out there in the ocean by yourself, though. But, well, okay. I'm, I'm not afraid to do that. Sometimes, no, you, sometimes you sink, sometimes you, know, you as swim. As they say, so, you are on a tight rope across the Grand Canyon with a strong wind and no net underneath. As long as you say what you think. That's the, that's the only thing that matters. I say what I think. <laughs> He's really out there. So I'm good. Swimming I'm hard. Good. I'm good. But my point is this. Part of that may be, and the argument was made to me at the time, Max, when you have no weapons, sometimes yeah. you try to do too much. Yeah. It changes the foot. So maybe when I look at Mahomes, though, I see Tyreek Hill. Like, I see Travis Kelsey. What gives? Think about this. Last night they tried to run a, a slip screen to uh, Miko Hartman. The ball was in his hands. Yeah, but he bobbled it. It almost became an interception. You you see that, and you're like, well, if he just catch the ball clean, he can come out the gate. But once he bobbled it, it allowed the defender to close and make the tackle, and he dropped it. That's all of those sort of things can influence the course of the game. Bad I do want to state though that there is a petition going around in Kansas City to bench Patrick Mahomes. What? There's a petition. 800 people have signed it oh, okay. in order to bench Patrick Mahomes. Well, fool is born every day. Monday or night. Or maybe two fools. Crazy. Monday or 800. I'm about to say, or maybe 800 <laughs> fools. Monday night football's Lewis Riddick joins us via the Goodyear hotline. Lewis, it is bizarre. Good morning, first of all. It, 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 is, mm-hmm. it is bizarre how Mahomes seems to a guy like with good ball security, real good accuracy, et cetera, seems not to be there. Like suddenly, how concerned are you? Um, 
I'm, I'm concerned. And there, there's an awareness down there. When we sat and talked to them last week, uh, they know, and a- Andy put it like this. He said, look, there, there are things that are coming up as far as our, our process in terms of play calling, decision-making, uh, mechanics, accuracy. When you're just kind of filtering it through the, the quarterback position that he said, I haven't had to deal with since Patrick really took over. And I don't, he didn't quite understand why it was happening, but it, there were things, there were things that they have shown an ability to be able to handle and do at a high level previous to this year that he never had to be concerned with. So look, when you're dealing with human beings and trying to find the reasons why players get into fundamental ruts where they're not playing with fundamentals. They're not going through the same kind of mental sequencing that they normally do. And they wind up compounding that then by trying to do more than what they need to do in order to get out of it. And then they, then it makes it even worse. That's a hard, that's a hard cycle sometimes to break. And you need to, to use a basketball analogy. You need to see the ball go through the net a few times to where you start to almost remember, okay, now this is what I was doing. This is where I knew what I need to get back to. This is what I need to, you know, to execute on a regular basis. And right now they haven't reached that point. They haven't seen the ball go through the net enough. Maybe the throw, the last throw of the game for Patrick does that for him. Because you saw how emotional he was after just that one throw. You haven't seen him act like that in weeks. Which, Stephen, to him, he was almost like telling himself, damn, you know, this is who I am. This is what I need to do. But now he needs to find out why it is that he's not able to summon that kind of execution play after play after play. And it's not just him. It's not just him. The offensive line was terrible in the beginning of the year. The running game was been, has been inconsistent because with Clyde Edwards getting hurt, you know, Darrell Williams is a good back. But, I mean, they just haven't been able to find the kind of rhythm that they need. They haven't called runs enough. I mean, there, there's a lot going on. And, and this isn't even really talking about the defense, which up until the last two weeks was just awful. And I mean awful. So – there's still time to figure it out. They need to keep winning while they figure it out, but they still have a little bit of time to figure out, although, you know, that, that clock's going to run out quickly if they don't get it turned. Lewis, when you looked at the game yesterday, Jordan Love obviously had to take over for Aaron Rodgers and start the game. What did you see in him? Like, what, what did that performance tell you about him? That right now, Keyshawn, he when, – when the – I mean, you know how when, when the unscouted look comes and he sees something where he's like, I don't know what the hell this is that they're, that they're showing here pre-snap. I don't know if they are coming with seven or six. I don't know if they're going to drop out and rush forward and, and cover with seven. I don't know what it is, I don't, and I don't have an answer for it. That's what he looked like. He looked like a guy who didn't have a lot of answers for what they were doing or what they were trying to th- make him think they were going to do. And that, to me, just speaks to being green, not taking a lot of reps, and for damn sure, obviously, not being in that environment and being and having that kind of pressure on him. And so I think like it, like it is with anyone from year one to year two to year three, from game one to game two to game three, the more reps he would take in these kind of situations, I think exponentially you would see him get better. You would. So I know there are a lot of people saying, well, damn, you see how he looked yesterday? There's no way that he's ready to go. They better start looking for someone else. I, I, I mean, we know that, that's getting way too far down the road because we don't know how he is in the classroom. We don't know how he is as far as 
you know, having answers when they are teaching him in the classroom or going through walkthroughs or going through seven and seven, seven on seven in team all during the offseason. We don't know where, where he is in, in terms of his development in those environments. But in a game environment where the unscouted looks are going to come more and more and more, he looked like a guy who, yeah, who wasn't ready for that kind of pressure and that kind of responsibility. So we'll see. And unfortunately, we're probably not going to get a second look at it because Aaron's going to come back, and then he's going to probably tear it up because he's going to be pissed off and all this other stuff about what people have been saying about him. And then it's going to, what it's going to do, it's going to make it even worse for Jordan Love because what's going to happen is the conversation is going to be, see, there's such a big difference between Aaron and Jordan Love. Aaron would have beat Kansas City by three touchdowns. They need to find another quarterback. This kid's a bust. They should have never moved up and taken him. That's why they pissed off Aaron. If they wouldn't have taken him, Aaron wouldn't be wanting to leave, blah, 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 blah. And it's just going to all come piling onto this kid. And it's just going to – they better be careful how they handle this when Aaron comes back in regards to Jordan Love's mental state and how he feels about his development and his confidence. I'm just telling you, they better be careful. That's exactly what's going to happen. Lewis Reddick, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, former NFL executive and player, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will Max. Lou, I, I, I got to ask you, why do the Browns look different without OBJ? <laughs> you know, um, I, 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 I don't know if I want to use this analogy, but look, when Matthew Stafford, when Megatron left Detroit, you know, word was Matthew felt as though he – executed the offense organically in a way that he didn't feel pressured in any way, shape, or form to push the ball to Calvin. Now, that doesn't take away anything from Calvin's greatness because we all know he was like one of one and just a super freak as far as the receiver is concerned. I think maybe with, with Baker, maybe he feels that way. Maybe he just doesn't feel as though, okay, I have to make this work with someone who right now I haven't spent a whole lot of time with to develop the kind of chemistry in order for it to really work in a game environment. And maybe he just feels like, you know what? I can just quote unquote be me. And I know that sounds simplistic say, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe he just feels like he can just be himself now. Now the question is, okay, that was one game. That was Cincinnati. Yeah, that was nice. Now you better do it again. And you better do it again and do it again and do it again. Because remember before the season started, the expectation, not the hope, the expectation was you take it to the next level as far as this team is concerned. And the next level is the AFC Championship game and or Super Bowl. That's, the, that's, what the, that's what the expectation is now. It's not to just beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati after coming off a, a tumultuous week. It's to get to the AFC Championship game and possibly the Super Bowl. That's all that, you, that they are going to be judged upon now with or without Odell, but specifically now without Odell because – this was supposed to be an addition by subtraction move, which is exactly how they looked at it from a front office and coaching staff standpoint. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made the move. Mm. This is Lu- supposed to be addition by subtraction, so let's see what happens. Lewis, uh, before we let you go, i got to get a Monday Night Football preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Give me the Monday Night Football preview, Lou. Yeah, this, is, uh, this will be a test for Justin Fields in the same way that it was for him going up against the likes of Tampa and going up against the likes of Cleveland, where it's going to be pressure, 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 unscouted looks, lots of messing with his head is from a pre-snap disguise look, pressure, 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 pressure. Pittsburgh does it better than anybody. Mike Tomlin is one of the very best at it. Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, has been running the system for a long time. 
and they have got veterans at key positions that know how to just terrorize young quarterbacks. So that's going to be a great test for Justin to make to see if he has some answers more so than he had against Tampa, more so than he had against Cleveland, which I think he will because he's just better now because he's playing more. They need to run the football with the same kind of confidence they've been running it all season long in Chicago, and David Montgomery will play tonight, so that's going to be huge for them. And then defensively, can they withstand, meaning Chicago, the grind that Pittsburgh's offense is going to put them through? Because Pittsburgh's not a big strike offense. They're a grinded-out offense. Okay, it's the Najee Harris, you know, run the ball four or five yards. It's the Deontay Johnson, take the rocket screen, tunnel screen, and then maybe break a tackle and, you know, go for 10-15. It's Chase Claypool over the top, maybe one to two shots a game. But it's going to be a grind for them. The whole game is going to be a grind for Chicago. For Pittsburgh, they've accepted. That's who we are. We're going to grind people out for 60 minutes because that's, how, that's what we are now. We're not the big strike offense anymore. We're going to play to our defense. It's going to be an old-fashioned type of football game. And quite honestly, I love those kind of games. Yeah, and uh, I look – I've been saying all, all year, um, Lou, I look at the schedule for Pittsburgh, and I'm always thinking, where are the wins going to come from? Right, because you know mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin, now in a 17 game season, he ain't going to be under 500. <laughs> so you start looking at the schedule, right. going, "Where's look at the where?" Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. This game looks like a win to me. You know, it looks like a win mm-hmm. to me. Tough for a rookie quarterback uh, against for sure. against a coach like that. Just like when you know Belichick goes up against a rookie quarterback, you're just thinking, "Oh boy," especially when he's armed with a real defense. Yeah, the, the thing that you've seen, though, over the past couple of weeks, and you saw it last week uh, against San Francisco in particular, two weeks ago, if you throw out the Tampa game, but two weeks ago when they went against Green Bay, this being Chicago at home, you're seeing Justin really starting to get comfortable in spurts. And he said it last night when we talked to him, I just need to string more of these kind of plays together. But where he is executing full field reads, going through – getting to three and four progressions in a drop-back passing game and firing the ball with confidence and great accuracy. He's starting to show those things. As he gets more reps, he is getting better. He's getting better by leaps and bounds. And you just hope against a very good defense like the one he's going to see tonight that he's able to string together a couple of those types of plays where it looks – where the game becomes exciting and the game really does go into the fourth quarter where maybe he can do something – from an athletic standpoint or from a drop-back passer standpoint that helps them maybe win the game. Because as we saw yesterday, man, don't ever assume anything in the NFL. And that, that's what's so cool about it, and that's why we all love it. Don't assume anything. And that's why and I, I've learned this. Going into these games that we've done this year, we've had a couple different games, Max, where we thought the game was definitely going to go one way, yeah. and it totally turned out the other. Totally went the other way. Tonight could be another one of those, which would be great for us and great for every viewer who's in. Tennessee's defense started dominating teams. Anything can happen. The great Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen, on the Goodyear <laughs> Hotline. Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Thanks, as always, Lou. Thanks, Lou. You got it. See you. All right, guys. How one team's defense stifled a Pro Bowl quarterback. That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. When some songs come out, you can't believe how good they sound. This is one of those songs for me. For me, this is one of those songs. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The New York Giants defense stifled Derek Carr and the Raiders yesterday, forcing two interceptions in their 23-16 win. One of the key members of that defense is, of course, cornerback Adoree Jackson, who joins us via the Goodyear hotline. Adoree, how did it feel to get to get a much-needed win yesterday. Uh, it, felt, it felt good, you know, to, to get a, a win at home, and especially going into the bye week. So, you know, get our minds right, refresh, and get our bodies ready to go for Monday night versus Temple. I ain't even going to say nothing, though, man. I'm just going to leave it alone. I ain't even going to say <laughs> nothing, man. No, man, for real, though. You get to the level, no phone calls, no nothing. You in New York, I get no phone calls. I get no nothing. I don't get hit up. I, and if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be a Dory Jackson. You'd have been like hey, just a guy be. running track somewhere. <laughs> Y'all don't know being Kigo back since 2012. I was playing on this 7-on-17, seven seven man, way back. We go yes. way back. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I I recognize the talent way before anyone else. Mm, preach it. So, you know, just – Man, well, you got to call me, man. You here, you got to call me. I live in New York, too, so make sure. I didn't know that. I thought you were still out on the West Coast. Oh, yeah, only sometimes, Adore. Yeah. Only sometimes, though, because he be, he be jetting out West a lot. Yeah, if you're in New York or L.A., you have to call Kia. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in both spots, but I'm here more so than anything. It's the same thing I tell Darnay Big Head Self is you got to call me. I'm around. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to reach out to you and like the way you plan and everything. He's just looking for free meals. Well, he owes me a lot of free meals. Yeah. What you mean? He's like, everyone, call me when you come to town. He know how many meals he owed me? He, I'm serious. He played on my 707 team. Yeah, we go, we go, we go I, way did I, did I, did I sniff right it out, there. Jay? 
<laughs> but uh, so what you think about the defense and how y'all, you know, Max mentioned it, how you guys are coming around and kind of leading the charge, getting a big win against the Raiders. And McKinley is just playing out of his mind at the, at the safety spot. Yeah, I think us understanding, you know, the first couple of weeks where, you know, we were bad two minute situations in the half, in the game, um, third down wasn't particularly good as well. And I think us just coming together, you know, just trying to be consistent, uh, working on it during practice, uh, emphasizing on the things that we need to correct and get better on. And I think slowly but surely it's starting to, to come together. Um, you know, still a lot more room to go and grow, but uh, I think it's coming together as a unit and as players and, and bonding and trying to be brothers. And I understand just do your job. The guy next to you is going to do his. And like you said, McKinney, man, is just out there balling, playing lights out. And I'm just excited to see. Him going sideline to sideline and doing everything that he has to do uh, to make plays. Adore Jackson, Giants cornerback, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Adore, I, I got to ask you, man, like, you know, playing in Chicago, I, I felt the weight of a lot of pressure from media. Obviously, New York is even on a different level than Chicago. Like, how do you guys handle things internally when conversations around, like, headsets and you know, all these things that the media turn into, like, oh, these are the reasons oh, you feel like the Giants are going? Like, how do you guys internally kind of handle all that? Uh, I think just coming together and just trying to ignore the outside noise and block everything out and just know at the end of the day, um, we all we got. No matter, you know, you play good, they love you. You play bad, they hate you, and they're going to end up loving you again. So we don't really try to buy into, you know, the goods and the bads because you read the goods, you got to read the bad. And for us, just trying to figure out who we want to be and go out there and play and just do our job. We know that great, giant defensive players that came before us and just trying to make our own name and trying to add to the, the legacy that that they have brought. Mm. Uh, you guys have a bye week coming up before y'all take on the champion Buccaneers on a Monday night in two weeks. How much can you prepare for Tom Brady a week earlier? Um, A lot, just by getting your bodies together, uh, getting your mind right, uh, understanding that you know it's a, it's a lot of ball left to be played in this season. And just not taking it for granted, understanding that we, we did get one win, but we're trying to keep stacking them, uh, just trying to get 1-0 each week. So having an extra week to prepare, not mentally but physically, um, is great. So we can all get our bodies right and get refreshed and go out there and put all our best football for them. Is that, is that like something that as a defensive player um, you guys have the bye and then, and then Brady and the defense, which looked good last year, started out not looking so good, but the last three, four games has started to come around. Is that something that's on your mind? Like this is a way to change the whole, you know, flip the script, as we used to say, on the Giants' defense on, on a Monday night game against the defending champs? It's us to try to keep building and keep being consistent and not and, and trying to be, oh, uh, it, it just happened one week. Yeah, I want us to have a mentality where it's just expected for us to just play well and, and do well. So uh, for us, I think that's the mentality. I'm just trying to put on that hard hat to keep going to work every week and knowing that it's not going to be perfect and don't worry about mistakes or, or failures because the game's about ups and downs and the other team gets paid to make plays too. But um, we're out there just to have fun. And I think uh, we try to work on that a lot, not just during hey, practice, enjoy. but outside of football. Oh, Yeah. No, that's all right. My producer was in my ear pushing a button, so I didn't know that you was done. I was going to ask you, have you lobbied at all for them to put you on offense and how you play? Have you tried that at all? 
No, I joke with uh, JG about that often because I remember when he was in Dallas, we talked about it. So um, him coming out this way and being the OC, uh, we joke about it every now and then. I go over there sometimes and mess around at practice, at receiver and stuff. So um, just to show him a little glimpse, just I, I still got it. And uh, But now that it's just all fun and games. And I know they got a lot of explosive weapons over there, KT, Shep, and, and all those guys. So um, for me, I'm just trying to have fun and do what I love to do, and that's just playing ball. What about the return game? Oh yeah, I'm back there, but you know, I, I, were, I, were, I when I came in, I didn't want to be the, the the one that that was expected to do something. I was just going out there doing what they asked. You know, I was back there. We had Pep, and we just got Cooper, um, Darnay back there returning. We had Pettis. So, um, in the return game, it was just me doing whatever they need me to do. Sometimes I was out there blocking for for the corner. I mean, for the returner. So, um, yeah, they they tell me to go back there. I'm back there. I catch them in practice and do all those different things. So. You know, you just got to stay ready whenever your name or number may be called. Okay. Dory Jackson, Giants Corner, earning that contract. Appreciate you jumping on yeah, with man. us this and morning. Make sure you get at me. Yeah, Key wants to. No, nah, for sure. We're going to have to get up. We're going to have to get up and get something to eat. All right, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Dory Jackson. You, um, All right, listen. Let's get let's, let's do a little longer in the, last, uh, in the last segment. I don't want to tap dance right now. We're going to get you set for a big Monday night matchup coming right up. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
we've got Bears Steelers tonight, Monday night football. All right, guys. I mean, here, let's, as, as Key says, I, listen, we need to come up with a better metaphor than germ spreader because we are in the middle of a pandemic, but that is the one we're Did using so far. somebody tell you that on the internet or something? No, no, oh, no. Okay. But, but, <laughs> it, but somebody would, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, of course. You can't say a word in the English language <laughs> now without 50 people jumping. Germ spreader, hey. what do you mean? Yeah. But you take, you're not taking it serious. Wear a mask. You think it's a joke. Yes, you can't use a metaphor for anything without offending someone. But, uh, Key, let yes. me spread some germs right now. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, Matt Nagy won there, Gossiping. and Justin Fields looked good. What happens with Matt Nagy back on the sidelines? Now, it's a good Pittsburgh defense. What if Justin Fields turns back into a pumpkin? What happens then? Then Matt Nagy's going to be – if Matt Nagy's putting his fingerprints on a bad job tonight, it's going to really get ugly in Chicago because it, it happens that way. All of a sudden, you're gone. He looks good. You're back. He looks bad. It's almost like the OBJ – Baker Mayfield situation. Baker Mayfield's playing lights out, looks great, even though he was, you know, uh, 14 to 21, pedestrian numbers, but he looked good doing it when OBJ was gone. Now everybody's going to say, well, see, 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 OBJ. That, that's how it's going to work with Nagy. That's the, and you know what, Jay? To me, it's like some of it is the hopes of the fans, right? Mm-hmm. They see Nagy. He's a good coach. Like, he, he pointed it out. He's what thirty one and twenty four. Well, I ain't gonna say a good coach. Well, He's done a good job put it at way. times. Put it this way: he has a thirty one and twenty four <laughs> lifetime record. It's a lot of games. Thirty one and twenty four. He he wins a significant amount more than he loses. loses. Okay, so all right, so he has a, a a track record. But when I say good, what I mean is no one thinks he's a great coach now. Fans want to believe because it might be there that Justin Fields could be one day a great quarterback right that means they are always gonna want to do what get rid of whoever is interfering with that and and always have Justin Fields there that will be the constant as the guy they've invested in you are on the record many times anti-naggy as it relates to Justin Fields where are you right now Jay I'm still holding firm I told you I'm applying pressure like Jay Cole I'm not letting up on it I just I I, I don't think and I get it It's just the way that this organization has handled everything from the start to me and the way it consistently has been handled. And I want to give, trust me, I want to give Matt Nagy the benefit of the doubt. I just sometimes, I think individuals either work or they don't. And I'm not saying you can't work towards that. I just don't think Matt Nagy and Justin Fields work. That's just where I am. So it's a fit thing more than a Nagy thing for Fields. I I think it's a, getting to understand who your quarterback is thingy, which is I need to see who he is and be around him more so I can really make the necessary adjustments to what he does and his strengths and weaknesses. I haven't had an opportunity to do that yet. This goes back to what Dan Orlovsky was mm-hmm. saying earlier mm-hmm. about plays over players or yes. players over plays. So Nagy is kind of a plays over players guy. He is a player over plays guy, but he d- hasn't figured out who Justin Fields ah, is quite I see. yet. So he doesn't know. I don't. Well, if it seems that the rest of us have figured that out, what's taking him so long? They just, man, coaches are different, man, when it comes to stuff like that. It's like the OBJ situation is is one of those deals where you got a system, but you got a talent that you're trying to plug within your system, opposed to saying, forget the system. I need to put the football in his hands because he needs to be more dynamic. You've had more success running your system than you have just allowing somebody to do something. Here's a perfect example. There's a certain system in place in Baltimore. But guess what they decided to do? 
adopt adapt their system yeah. to who they have as a Changed quarterback. And said, no, 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 no. Damn the system. He's better than him and him and him and him and him and him. I want the football in his hands 65 times. Justin Fields, to me, has the chance to be a really special quarterback. And the thing that he needs to improve upon is reading defenses faster and getting rid of the ball faster, right? And that's what's to be expected from a young player. So when people say, or when I just said, hey, I think people see the potential for greatness in fields, I thought that before the draft. I thought the Bears should have traded up. I said it before the draft on first take, guys. The Bears should trade up and grab Justin Fields. They did that. They got him now. And from what I've seen so far, I think he's still potentially a great quarterback. Jay, do you see potential greatness in fields from what you've seen in the NFL so far? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I've always saw that potential because he has a relentless pursuit of excellence. Like he wants to be the best and it doesn't matter what is thrown his way. He's going to put his head down. He's going to barrel through it. And what about the talent? Arm talent. He doesn't ability. even think about it though. He doesn't even have much around him. Allen Robinson's a good man. piece, but he's a number one on that team. That's really right, it on that. team. That's really yeah. it. Even with the running back situation. He ain't working you see potential, I won't say greatness, excellence in Justin Fields? I do. I think he can be a Cam Newton-type force at the quarterback spot with the right stuff yeah, around I think him. I see more. I see more. This is going to sound crazy because of how well he's done now, but Dak Prescott same prototype, thing, but with a little same. more talent maybe. But that's maybe. the same thing as ever. That's the same thing. Cam, Dak, all that's the no, same thing, No, but Dak thing, is man. different than Cam. Same. Well, win, win games and yeah, and okay, but I mean, Cam, but Cam is bigger, stronger, oh, more imposing at, his physical as, as opposed to at, quarterback. I'm not looking at his 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 physical stature. I'm just uh-huh. talking about being the leader that can still rip the football, can run run uh-huh, around. Uh-huh. But he also had some hella players in D'Angelo Williams and a good defense, big, strong, physical Steve quarterback Smith. who can throw it down the yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about Justin. Man, Justin Fields looks right. T- t- tough matchup, though. I just got to against... have him with the right folks. Yeah. Touch, Did... Tough matchup against Mike Tomlin and that Steelers defense, though. Steelers are a minus seven tonight. Seven point yeah. favorite. Seven point favorite. But what they mean? should be. Yeah. At when home, Heinz But last time, last time Big Ben has beat Chicago, I mean, 2005. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he just doesn't like to see on the side of the helmet. 2005, different team. It is a long time. I don't think anybody's there from 2005. I feel like if Justin Fields has a good game, Tonight, Tonight. the Bears beat the Steelers. To me, that could be a turning point in his rookie campaign. Like, that win would say something in prime time on the road. On the road, Monday Night Football. As a rookie against the Tomlin defense. Not having Khalil Mack hurts, man. I mean, talking for for a defense that already allows so many yards per game, attacks on the ground, like, it's kind of set up for a field day for guys like Najee Harris to run the ball. Versatile defensive player who can do a lot of things, take them off the field. a lot. I just like I, like the Steelers. We already know what it is. What's what's going on over here? Is Key bully is trying to bully you again, Uh-oh. Jay? I didn't. I didn't Every day word. after the show, Key, there you go using the word bully again. Yes, that's what you do to Jay sometimes. No, don't you go use over. That, don't use the word bully. You Thank roll you up those papers Thank and you go over bullying. and start whacking them with the papers after that's the not show. Bullying? I'm just over what here trying it? to do my job. Just whooping his ass like he deserves it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we might fight. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Capital One. Getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit is another reason banking with Capital One is one of the easiest decisions in the history of decisions. I almost got kicked out the garden with Jay Saturday night. Because they saw you whacking them with papers, probably. No, the no, guy, no, no, the no, guy no. didn't like the fact that I was talking negative about the garden. Oh, really? I was trying to. I was trying Finish to. Finish the read. 
That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. I'm just saying, standing between security and key was not the best position for me to be in at that time. I didn't even do anything. I was trying to defuse the situation. I just said that. No, you're loud. All that. See, he's he knows what he's doing. He's provoking an antagonist. Staples Center's better. He's antagonizing and provoking. Not on my watch. I'm like, by the way, I love. I love. I actually, I actually like Staples. Serious guys. Like Garden's got it on Staples, and I like Staples. Green is next. Marcus Ware joins us tomorrow, nine ten Eastern. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.